A couple announcement things I want to share with you just before we, we get started. Uh, number one, uh, I know many of you are, are interested in learning more about the Bible and stuff, and, and you're looking for that right place to do it. And uh, the last semester, we did, a, we did a new study called Starting Point, and uh, it's a good study. It, it's, uh, it doesn't matter what level of, of Christianity you're, you're at, whether you're brand new or you've been around uh, for a while. Um, this study sort of goes through the basic themes of, of Scripture uh, throughout the, uh, the Bible. And uh, it's a place where you can ask questions. It's a place where you can uh, not feel stupid, uh, if you are stupid. But we're all stupid, and that's part of why we get together. But, uh, and you'll never outdo me on stupid. So, uh, but... Uh, it's, a, it's a great place uh, for you to do that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start that, not tomorrow, but the following Monday, I think it's the 19th. Uh, we'll meet 7 o'clock here at the church. Uh, last time we ended up having to do three sections of it because there, uh, there was enough interest in that. We're going to start off with one. If we need to, we'll add some others. Uh, but it'll be 7 o'clock on Monday, starting a week from tomorrow. We'll meet here in the, in the church office over there. And there is babysitting available. If you, if you do need babysitting, if you'll send me an email, let me know, uh, so we can make sure we have that arranged. But um, just want to make that invitation to you. Also want to let you know some uh, good news about one of our staff members, uh, Carly, who gave the announcements this morning. Uh, she's been wrestling with a direction of where, uh, where God is leading her and stuff and made a pretty big decision uh, several months ago and applied to go to, uh, to seminary and found out this week that she was accepted there. And so in, uh, um, in, in September, she'll be going. Uh, she, she'll be cutting back to part-time here, but she'll still be a part of this church. She'll still be coming back on weekends and, and working with our youth and stuff. And uh, as a church, I just think that's something that we, we need to celebrate. And that's uh, building a church is not just about building our local church. We, we want to build a, a, a ministry that participates in the kingdom of God around the world. And so it's, it's great when, when we are able to do things like that. And we look forward to uh, uh, being able to support her through that. And uh, um, I know she'll appreciate your prayers and stuff in that. And she's going to be doing, she's, you'll be seeing her more on stage now and stuff. And uh, she did a little better the it's 10 o'clock than she did the, uh, the 8 o'clock. She goes, uh, and, it, and it reminds me of when I, when I was youth director and they first started, when I first started, they were like, you don't have to go on stage. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And then eventually they used to turn in prayer cards when we had to read them, and that was my job, and I hated it, and I would shake and everything, and I couldn't imagine anyone stupid enough to stand up in front of people and talk, and now here I am. So, but we are, uh, we're, we're in a new series this morning. If, if, if you're with us for the first time this morning, we're, we're glad you're here. Uh, we, we hope that, that while you're here, number one, you, you sense the presence of God here. There, there's something different about this place. And it's not, it's, it's, it's nothing we do. It's, it's, it's that the presence of God is here. And so it's, it, it, his, he, he's everywhere. But, but when people gather together and they, they have the desire to experience him, there's a special power that's released. And, and that's what's different about this place and, and maybe other places that you've been before. It, it, it's not about us. It's about, it's about a God who, who we, we gather to, to celebrate and learn more about. 
And that's what you're, you're sensing this morning if, if you've never been here before. What we're, what we're going to be talking about this morning, we're going to be uh, launching into a new series called Getting Off to a Good Start. And, uh, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, we all, we all recognize something going on in our life that needs to change, right? And you sort of look at the little cartoon on your bulletin there, Calvin and Hobbes. Of, you know, sometimes we can fool ourselves, and, and, and we hate talking about New Year's resolutions, and it's not because we don't want to make some changes. It's just that we've tried it before, and we suck at it. We're not good at it. We, we, we fail over and over and over again. We, we are not good at making changes. We, and, and usually there's a, there's a pattern to it. I, I say it all the time, every year with, with Bible study. I, I mean, I, I know some of you got a Bible for, for Christmas. And, and you did that with the well-intentioned idea that I am going to read through the Bible this year. And maybe you're still on it. We're, what's today, the 11th? You're past the norm now if you're still doing it. So pat yourself on the back, but you're fixing to get to, to uh, Numbers and Leviticus and, and you're going to lose interest here pretty soon and, and you're going to drop off. And then, and then you miss one day and you think, oh man, I was doing so well and you miss one day and then you go, well, and then the next day you miss and well, now I've missed two. Well, two in a row, I, I want to do better than that. I'll try harder tomorrow, and then three, and then, you know, and then before long, it's like, well, I guess I better wait till next year, because, and it doesn't matter what it's about, whether it's reading your Bible, I mean, we have all sorts of things, there, there are all sorts of things in our life we need to work on, aren't there? I mean, and it's, it's every aspect of our life, our, our emotional things, the way we, we interact with other people, the way we are in our family, the physical things. Having, exercising more, lowering our blood pressure, losing weight, uh, being more fit, uh, whatever it is, getting, getting healthy. And then we have the spiritual realm of, of wanting to improve ourselves, to find a peace, to find a happiness, find a contentment. And what we're going to be talking about over the next four weeks, I know not all of you are, are maybe as, as comfortable about saying, well, I believe in God enough that I want to invest more. And whether you're there or not, I think what we're going to be talking about over the next four four weeks has meaning for you. Because I believe that the things God says are true. Because he's the author of creation. He's the author of everything. And if truth is not relative. And so if it's true and in one aspect of my life, it's going to be true in other aspects of my life. So uh, I think you'll find that the things we're going to talk about have universal truth for you. That even, even if you're not quite to the point where you want to say, I've got to improve in my relationship with God, that you'll be able to apply the things that we're going to talk about to other areas of your life. And so that's, that's our intention. And what we're going to be doing over this time is using a book that maybe you're familiar with, maybe you're not. It's called Proverbs. It's in the Old Testament. It's a, it's a collection of wisdom sayings. And uh, we're, we're going to read from it in just a moment and give you an idea of what it's about. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to be using that, that book as, as sort of a guide of, of how we can move forward. And if you look at the front of your bulletin, our, our title this morning is uh, Discipline is Not a 
a nasty word. Uh, discipline. We're not good at it, are we? Uh, number one, we, we, we tend to misunderstand the word. Uh, when I think of discipline, there's images of flashback of, of uh, teenage years of belts and groundings and, and stars and crying. I, 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 that's what comes to mind when I first think of discipline. It's getting in trouble, and I, I was an expert at that. So I had a lot of experience in that. Sometimes we think of discipline as the, as the will, as the self-determination to make something work. That we, if we are disciplined enough, we can overcome any obstacle. And this is why we don't like New Year's resolutions, because if we're honest with ourselves, we are not good at self-discipline, are we? I mean, the evidence is all over you. I, I, we all had a thing about we wanted to lose some weight, and guess what? It's still there. Y'all had some things about wanting to spend more time with your kids, and we're not doing it. Y'all had, I mean, if, if it was easy, if, if we could do it, we wouldn't, we have more resources in this country than anywhere else. If, if it was easy to change our lives, if it was easy to make a change, if it was easy to just determine in our mind we're going to do something different, and it happens, our lives would be completely different. The fact of the matter is we are not good at self-discipline. We let ourselves off the hook too easily. We, we rationalize. We make excuses. If we were as hard on ourselves as we are on everyone around us, we could make a difference in our lives, but we don't do that, do we? We, we can't stick with it. And that gets frustrating because no matter how hard we try, we can't push through. And there's, it seems like there's even something within us that's working against us. I don't know if you ever recognize this, but like soon as you determine you're going to do something, then all of a sudden your whole attitude about that changes. Like typically I can go through a day and... And I, a lot of times I'll skip lunch and stuff. It, I mean, typically I can go through a day where I don't think about food. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, but if I say I need to lose a few pounds and so I'm going to restrict my diet, well, from that point, I can't go two seconds without thinking about food. I mean, there, there's just this thing within us that as soon as we say no to something, well, then that's what we have to have. I mean, have you ever noticed that? And it's just frustrating that no matter how hard we... I mean, it's, it's like our mind and our body, the harder we try, the harder they push against us. And this is why we end up frustrated in, in trying to change our lives is because it's a losing battle. What we're going to... There are a number of things we could talk about. And I'm going to leave it up to you to determine what it is that needs... To change what it is you want to be but I'll tell you for our series if you can have in mind an area of your life or a task or something that you want to be working on it's going to help you as we try to apply these these to you and if you're not quite sure what that should be ask your wife she's more than willing to tell you okay that's one of their special gifts, a spiritual discernment. They're able to find your weakness and identify it, and they know exactly what it is you need to do. But 
whatever it is, what we're going to do is talk about, well, we're going to talk sort of, this is our intro, and we're going to sort of do some general things this morning. But over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about how, how we might work on our lives. What Scripture has to say, what, what's required of us, what God does, and, and we're going we're gonna to move through that. And so I hope that you'll be able to join us for, uh, for each of these. Uh, one other note I forgot to mention, we, we have re- uh, we've re-updated our, our website. If you haven't been there for a while, you haven't seen it, but uh, we've we put a new design on it and stuff. The, the sermon player the, where we upload the sermons is so much easier for us to use, and it's easier for you to use as well. And it's real easy if you want to download it and put it on a CD and send it to somebody. It's real easy. Uh, because of the ease of it, we're updated up till last week, and we will be updated every week on there. So I just want to point you towards that resource. Uh, when you go to the home page, there's a tab that says Worship, and under Worship, you'll find sermons, and you can, you can listen to any of them there. And uh, just want to let you know about that. That's a good place to share things if you want to, too. All right, so changing our life. Discipline. Discipline. Getting in trouble. Doing things we don't want to do. Uh, Being forced. Brainwashing. Manipulation. Pain. Hurt. uh, You see those images that come to mind when we think of discipline. I I want to start with another word that's related to discipline, though, and see where that takes us. Jesus had followers that were called what? Disciples. Same root word as discipline. Disciples. And those disciples wanted to know Jesus better, invested their life in following him, learned from him, saw from him, listened to him, tried, failed, followed. Disciples. As we think of discipline, I think if we start with the understanding of what a disciple is, we get closer to what discipline and as far as the scriptures are concerned what discipline is about we tend to think of discipline as self-motivation self-will gritting it out just grinding your teeth pushing through it no matter what whereas discipleship spiritual discipline is recognizing that we we need help is recognizing that there's someone smarter than us. Is recognizing that we don't do good on our own, that we, we need to follow someone's lead. It's a, it's a big paradigm shift for a lot of us. From following our own agenda, from following our own plan, from following our own strength, our own energy, to following someone else. That's where we're headed. Let's, we're going to look at Proverbs. Proverbs is in the Old Testament. And this first seven verses is sort of an introduction to what the book is about. And it'll, it'll, it's self-explanatory of why this book was included in the scriptures, uh, what the purpose of it is. So let's look at that. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, we're going through verse 7. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. If you remember the stories of the Old Testament... David, David, shepherd David, that killed Goliath David, became King David. Uh, 
slept with Bathsheba David, had a, a kid, Solomon David, king of Israel. Solomon was David's son that inherited the kingdom after David passed on. David wanted to build the temple, wanted to further the kingdom. God said, you have too much blood on your hand. It's going to have to go to someone else. Well, that someone else was Solomon. And early on in his, in his, as being king, he was given an opportunity and showed great wisdom uh, in a choice that he made. And God said, because of your wisdom, I am going to, I'm going to bless you beyond belief. I, I, and, and he's known as the richest person ever. Uh, he was known as one of the wisest persons ever. And so this is a collection of his, his wisdom. Verse 2, it says, Their purpose is to teach people uh, two things we hate. Wisdom and... It's okay, you can talk in church. Wisdom and... Thank you. Uh, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. Well, yeah, did you ever put those two together? I mean, if you ever do case studies of successful people, you will find that discipline is very much a part of, of who they are. Okay. Discipline and successful lives. To help them do what is right, just, and fair. Nothing wrong with all of that. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, and that's good news for all of you. Knowledge and discernment to the young. For the kids over there, that's good news. Let the wise listen to the Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these Proverbs and parables, the worlds of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Let's just talk about that verse 7 for just a minute. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Number one, I want to uh, clarify what, when you read in the scriptures about fear of the Lord, it's not like the fear of my dad I had when I knew I had done something wrong. It's not about that. A, a closer term, I think, that we can relate to better is respect or awe. That you, the more you get to know God, and the more you understand about him, the, no, the more you just are like blown away that he even has anything to do with you. The more you're just blown away of the, the, the power he has and the mercy and the grace that he has. And that, that fear, that respect, that awe of God just makes you go. When you read fear of the Lord, think more of that than if you don't do it my way, I'm going to send you to hell. That's, that's the way a lot of us have been trained to read that. And it's not, that's not what he's communicating. The more you get to know me, the more you're going to want to do what I, I show you. Okay? And he says, fear of the Lord is the foundation. Okay? That's why we're using this. And a respect, an awe, an understanding of God is the foundation for which life can be built for which change can start, okay? That's the foundation. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. I'm just gonna, uh, you can go ahead and blank that, Haley. What, 
here's my, the, here's my thesis. We're fools. Okay? As much as we like to consider ourselves wise, as much as we like to think that we're self-disciplined, as, as it is advanced and, and um, evolved as we would like to think we are, we're fools. We, we, we reject wisdom all the time. We're not good at being disciplined. We, we, we are not. According to the script, we are fools. If, if, you're, if you're pushing back on me on that, let me, let me just tell you. The screwed up place you find yourself at right now is due to your best thinking and best effort. Okay? It, it's, it's not because of your parents. It's not because of your neighbor. It's not because of your spouse. It's not because of your genetics. It's not because... It, your best thinking and best effort have landed you in the mess that you're in right now. Okay? That, and, and so we have no one to blame but ourselves. Right? We're, we're fools. The reason we can't make changes in our life is because we're fools. Because we think we know, we're, we're so smart, we can figure out what we need to do. Oh, sir, the doctor told me my blood pressure is getting a little high and my cholesterol is getting a little high, but what does he know? I can eat whatever I want. Oh, sure, yeah, they told me if I lose some weight, I could extend my life. But they don't know what they're talking about, doctors. They just want, to, they want me to come back in more often. Sure, the preacher tells me if I got outside of myself and thought of others, he doesn't know anything. Those who can't preach. We reject wisdom and discipline all the time. We are stubborn in that. And that's why we get so frustrated. That's for many of you that, that have sort of tried the Christian thing and fallen out of it, or you, you sort of made an investment and came to church and you didn't like what you saw. This is the reason, is because for so many of us, we, we, have, we have misunderstood what God is expecting from us. We have made Christianity a, a list of tasks that if you do these, then you can be a good person. If you do these, then God will love you. If you, if you accomplish this task, then you can, uh, you, you'll receive the reward of heaven. That's what the world has tried to say. That's what the wisdom of the world tries to say. And that's why so many people think church and Christianity is just a bunch of hard, miserable work because you came in and you want a better life and so you go home and you're, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it this time. And, and that's why you're trying to read through your Bible even though you don't understand a word you're reading and that it's just hard. And, and so the people that do, you're just masochists. You just are trying to prove something. I, it's just hard. And so you just will. You do and that gets frustrating and old. And you say, wow, you keep talking about joy and happiness and peace. And all I've gotten from Christianity is headache and guilt and shame and, and misery. Well, let me, let me explain the reason. The, the foundation of God's wisdom is that we're lost. The foundation of God's wisdom is that we're broken. The foundation of God's wisdom is that we are not able to help ourselves that our best efforts, our best understanding, our best wisdom still falls way short 
of what life can bring us. Deep down, there's something inside of you that that resonates with. That you've, at some point in your life, you've gotten exactly what you wanted, exactly what you planned for, and it still didn't work. There was still an emptiness in you. There was still a hole. It's because we, we don't make good choices. We're, we're broken. We're lost. Where we're going to be going over this next four weeks is, you, you can apply this different places, but each of us, we, there's something in us that says there's, there's a better life. There's a better way. There's, there's, there's got to be more. And you can find answers to that in many places. And you can find some temporary fixes for that. There are some band-aids you can put on that that are going to make you feel good for a while. There are some, there are some ways you can just turn your back on it and ignore it. And, and just sort of walk away from it. And, and it's not... But someday, sometime, we all have to deal with that emptiness inside. And there's no way that you can will it. There's no way that you can just make a decision and change it. Remember what we said discipleship was about? Discipleship is about following. The only way you're going to figure out changes, how to make changes in your life that are going to answer that question, answer that, or is when you're willing to follow wisdom and discipline. And instead of investing your money on some talk show host or infomercial salesman that tells you 12 ways to happiness or uh, 12 ways to become rich and famous or uh, instead, of instead of chasing worldly wisdom, if I'm going to follow somebody, I'm going to follow somebody who knows what they're talking about. And my understanding of God is that he, he's responsible for this whole thing, that he created it, that he crafted it together, that he had a plan for it, that, that he knows what, how it works. He knows why it works. He, he knows how to make it work better. He knows how we're broken, and he knows how to bring us into more wholeness. And so if I'm going to follow somebody, I'm going to follow him. Let's go to the next verse. Here, here's sort of the foundation of where we're going. This is my thesis here. Okay? Commit your actions to the Lord. And your plans will succeed. This, this is a passage that when we first started this church, this is one I pulled out because I, I, needed, I, I needed some help. I needed a promise that I could cling to. Because coming into this whole thing of starting a church, it was a scary thing. Most of the ones that they had been doing lately had failed. Across the nation, 80% of church starts fail. Okay? They, they start and fail. And... I have no great wisdom or anything. I was pretty much thinking I was going to be on the fail part. But I found this verse and others like it. It gave me something to cling to. Commit your actions to the Lord. And what does it say? And your plans will succeed. Wow. I mean, that, you can understand why that attracted me right there. 
commit my plans to the Lord and I'll succeed. And a lot of you are saying to yourself right now, man, that means if I pray for my lottery numbers before I buy it, I'm rich. Now, part of the problem, part of what we got to chase down with this is in order to commit ourselves to the Lord, we have to give up our own ideas and agendas as well. We have to say our wisdom, our understanding, our discipline doesn't work. We're going to do it your way. But what the promise is, is when, when we get up, give up our wandering around trying to find happiness and peace and meaning and everything in the circles we do, and, every, and when we are willing to get on the path that our Creator has for us, that amazingly, things work out the way they're supposed to. Imagine that. That when you follow the plan that the guy who created you has for you, your life goes better than if you don't. I mean, you would, it's not rocket science, but we have such a hard time living into that, don't we? So when we commit our actions to what God has for us, we begin to, we begin to succeed. What we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks is how do we commit our actions to the Lord? How do we do it personally? How do we help other people? How do we stick with it even when it starts to go wrong? And I don't want to give you a misinterpretation here. I am not selling happiness here. Do not hear me thinking, oh, God is going to give me exactly what I want. No, number one, remember, you're a fool. You don't know what you need. Okay? You know what you want. Sometimes you're going to have to be broken before you're going to understand that you're broken. Sometimes you're going to have to be disappointed in order for you to get off your own agenda, to be willing, and you're going to have to fall so low before you're going to be willing to say, oh, maybe I need to try something else to, to get on the path. I'm not trying to say it's easy or simple or anything like that, but I'm telling you the promise is there that if you can commit your actions to the Lord, you'll succeed. Success has a lot of different looks. Success for Jesus meant dying on a cross. Just keep that in mind. That you will have success. And personally, what I've found is I would rather have the success that God has for me than the stuff that I thought I wanted any time. So that's where we're headed. Okay? Bunch of fools trying to understand how they can get on the path of God. Why don't you bow with me? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your patience with us. That even though we are so foolish, even though we, we do sort of flow in and out of following you, that you, you still reach out to us. You still love us. You still are there for us. God, I just pray that over these next four weeks, you might use this to, to draw us closer to you. That you might help us to understand who you are. That you might help us to start evaluating the things that we've been working towards and working on. God, we know you're patient and, and, and you, will, you will continue to love us even, even when we fail, even when we fall. So we just give you permission. Use this to help us understand you better. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.